0: Don't look at me pissed. Ignore that face. I spent all this time. Ignore that face.
1: I spent all this time. Reposition myself. All this time setting up all this shit. Well spent. Taking taking my. Well spent time. Well spent energy. Over a decade of content production experience (laughs) to bring. Nobody's taking
0: that away from you. Five of you. Nobody's taking that away from you. A f- super fast late night lightning
1: round stream podcast with the utmost quality, and then Javad just like Lose fucks up. up. <laughs> just you know, first okay, you guys can't see. There's a webcam over there. It's it's. We've on. got Instagram right there. Yeah, there's a there's a. Um, We've got chat over there. Uh, what do you call it? It's like an arm with a mount or it's like an arm mount with a webcam on it. Like a stand? Yeah. A and webcam then, stand. Yeah, and then Javad just like pulls it out. Oh and yeah. And I'm like, all right, look, let's <laughs> test the audio. And he's like and then he pulls the mic all the way over and he's like, test, test, test.
0: <laughs> Yo, it was a test.
1: Yeah. And that's right. what I did. I, I tested think it's, it's good but... tested the quality. We're doing this now as a warm up a warm-up
0: i feel i feel like pretty warm right now right yeah yeah my my uh, pants are uh, pretty
1: it's a lot of heat good i'm heated all right all right we ready yeah this is like a warm-up for tomorrow or any other tomorrow podcast that may or may not happen while you're here all these podcasts are about to go down
0: or hmm. right, is your body ready is your mind soul body connection are they are they lined up
1: yeah, I, yeah yeah i think so okay let's start all
0: right let's <laughs> start walks away <laughs> let's talk, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> that's what i like to see <laughs> wouldn't <that be> funny <laughs> i'm like i'm like it's like it's like fucking three in the morning i'm like hey bro let's do a podcast and you're like hey, yeah yeah let's do it and i'm like all right cool let's fucking set all, the shit up all this energy yeah set the shit up put the laptop over here plug in the mic the webcam set up the lights set up the stream action walks install, away install excellent <laughs> redeem the 14-day code Re- close excellent <laughs> find excellent <laughs> within the the c drive reopen it start the broadcast so much happened accidentally end the broadcast <laughs> try to share it on facebook on the face on the page that i manage. can't do it privacy settings accidentally stop the streams restart it accidentally stop it again restart Ooh, this it this rabbit hole it's pretty of this deep st- only <laughs> to get baited into the uh, I-, I hit him with the okey dog be like yeah let's fucking podcast three you know, i want to see you i want to see you skip out of here yeah <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Zercast. We are here in the heart of LA with the man himself, Ryan Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. F- street fighter Thank you for master, content me. creator. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you are like jack of all trades. Master of zero. Master of all. I like to think so. So. Um, Tell them a little bit about um, your history in Street Fighter and how you got into developing your own company and driving it forward.
1: Sure. So uh, for those that aren't familiar with Street Fighter, it's a video. It's a one-on-one fighting game where... Hadouken. Yeah. Many people, lots of people. I mean, Street Fighter is part of like... American pop culture lexicon. However, there's definitely like a, a range, a demographic, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of young people that are like, what the fuck is Street Fighter? Um, which is fine. Fuck Vino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, Street Fighter is essentially <clears throat> the first, one of the very first uh, arcade games in the early 90s to allow one on one competition. Okay. And uh, so, you know, I started playing. So you're
0: accountable as a person, whether you get good or not, whether you win these tournaments.
1: This is going to sound strange, but before you were born, there wasn't... Before I was born. There wasn't, like, it didn't really exist. You had arcade games, sure. Right. But the competition essentially was within in the sense of like most arcade games at the time were mm-hmm. about like beating the computer or getting a high score or whatever right Street fighter 2 was one of the very first games where you could go one-on-one heads up against another human yeah and thus is arguably like one like the the catalyst of which all competitive gaming descends from
0: and competition is very like yeah very unique you know you have different forms of it you have teams you have personal competition
1: yeah but I now you do now you do well yeah I mean before <clears throat> you know in the arcade slash Seven Eleven days it yeah. was like the competition was you and that shithead that <laughs> you could never beat that would just constantly disrespect you and beat you and you go could, into
0: uh, that a little bit like I think it's super interesting like you have this person next to you and i think um street fighter kind of shows this uh version of it that's a little more um aggressive and a lot of people in that community are very outspoken whereas like you have people who are like courteous and um, oh, like in
1: different games yeah
0: not not just games but like in wrestling I yeah <laughs> I have real real sports real athletes you know they have to maintain their composure you know there's a sense of respect but um, that line gets crossed a lot in video games. So
1: So, I would describe um, the street fighter community or the fighting game community, FGC at large as uh, a meritocracy where your respect that, the respect of your peers and the value or the position that you hold within the community is often is essentially largely based on the value that you generate Mm -hmm. and so whoever and whoever can win the most essentially is generating the most amount of value because if you can't beat this guy yeah he's i mean he's this player is better than you which means that you can get frustrated all you want Mm -hmm. or you know you can kind of man up and accept that baddest persons yeah like you have some work to do right this guy this person has put in more time figured out something about the game that you don't
0: know Yeah.
1: yeah and so that creates at least in the arcade days a thousand years ago um it creates this atmosphere of in order to um in order to, like, be respected, you have to be somebody worthy of respect. And right. like, the most straightforward way to be worthy of respect when it comes to, like, a competitive endeavor is to be not just the best, I mean, even one of the best. It's just mm-hmm. like you know like the upper you know on the bell-shaped curve you're like right. on the you know on the, the spectrum upper. yeah like <laughs> you know you're not on the you know you're not right. the bottom you know 10 percent, right like well, it's eight... like no matter what you do unless you're
0: like a cpu you're not gonna be like perfect right so it's like there's always gonna be somebody that's better in one situation yes. than another person
1: there is no such thing as the best player on the planet because everybody loses to somebody
0: and i think this is very um interesting because this um is the same thing in bodybuilding it's like you know you go to these shows and i mean bodybuilding is a little subjective but i mean a lot of competition like competition in general like it's just you're you're on this planet with so many people and you know you might be really good but there's always somebody better than always somebody better right and you have to recognize
1: that yeah i mean it's you know it's dynamic it's not a static thing Mm -hmm. you could be you could win the the competition like the you know you could win the the lifting you know you could be like top you know in your weight class you might you know have you know lifted the most that day or 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 the best physique competition isn't really a
0: static thing it's like it's very fluid you you i think this is a very personal thing right so you're going into this situation Mm -hmm. right this set situation with a set of rules right and you're preparing you know it's it's preparation right like you're going into this thing with a set of rules with um, expectations of yourself Mm -hmm. um, your competition and you do your best right and like you might win this competition right but you know when you win this competition you might have been the only person on this planet at that moment that could have won that competition but if somebody out there somebody else out there knew about that competition and was there and prepping for it they might have been able to beat you yeah you know I mean, there's no such thing as just
1: being the best it's like you're just maybe you were the best that day that day at that moment moment. and that's what matters yeah and so it's uh, it's the constant challenge to continually improve because even though I said earlier like Street Fighter's game where you're like going heads up against somebody else really the battle is within within right because the only person is yourself yeah and you want to be the best
0: like like I think I don't like this whole concept of like you versus you because it's very limiting and i think it's a very open and shut statement like there's there needs to be more behind that statement like it's you versus you but also against all these other people that are prepping for this thing right and i think competition is important because it pushes us to another level right because if it was just us then what would be the um what would be the metric that we set ourselves you know like like we could be good. like it's like what you said about um fighting games right when you were by yourself you know practicing by yourself how do you know how do you know
1: how good you are like you don't because you have nothing to measure you don't and that's why competition is very important however like <clears throat> we can't really can control we can't control other people right. we can only control ourselves, ourselves and that's why i say it's like you versus yourself because mm-hmm. Like, if you're, if you're prepping for a show... Um, it is me versus me. Yeah, like, you're like, all right, well, you know, this is my weight class. This is the body fat percentage that I'm at now. This is where I intend to be at this Moment. time, yeah. you know, in the future. Condition. And, and you're essentially, like, working backwards from your goal. Right. So, you can have your macros dialed in. You can do all the proper exercises. Right. You can get the proper amount of sleep. Mm. However, there might be... Some dude Working in your water. weight class that was like, you know what, <clears throat> uh, you know, December twenty twenty, I'm coming, you know. So he's he's prepared years and days. years, yeah. you know. And you don't and you don't you can't control that, right? So so I, I look at what does winning mean though, like, and, and we gotta
0: define so that. Was, it's
1: like so. When <clears throat> so when I was younger, I used to think that winning was what counted. And now in my old age, I realize that the, the competition, whether it's a, a show, a meet or a tournament right. is really just kind of like your feedback <clears throat> from the, from the activity about where you are currently in your progression. Right. So it's like a status, status update. Sure. Yeah. Checked yeah and so if you had prepared the best <laughs> or the most effectively yeah then yeah you're, you're probably gonna win right but you know I, it's not you know, it's not guaranteed yeah,
0: yeah. and i, I mean I, I like this concept like i mean i i have this um saying was like success is a lifetime pursuit yeah you know like yep. I, I see people trying to get be at a certain place in this moment you know and it, it might not be realistic right so like just because just because you didn't win this year and you didn't win next year or five years from now you could be prepping for that tournament 10 years from now and possibly in that moment 10 years from now be the best player that ever existed because you were real with yourself and knew okay I'm not ready, I'm not ready I'm not ready, I'm not ready I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready but
1: i'm gonna be ready at some point yeah i mean there's probably you know it's late right but there's probably some 10 year old kid out there
0: just training his
1: ass yeah like he doesn't this little kid doesn't know that they're getting ready for like evo you know 2027 sure you know yeah but they're you know they have (laughs) a a head start maybe on on the competition
0: i think like that's kind of um we we see this like competition but you know this like if we look at it as like a long-term goal like it becomes it becomes more um i guess fulfilling and like rewarding and
1: yeah because it's not about the destination it's the journey
0: it's the journey and it's like you know the wins become trivial Right, yeah. they, they don't fuck you know, like. Who cares about when? Who cares if you get second, third, fifth? It's all noise, right? Yeah, and it's like it's affirmation. It's like okay, yeah, I'm good. I got this reward, you know, and I all my hard efforts have been paid off. But like at the end of the day, are you are you um, happy with? where your time
1: and energy is going to. yeah it's an... and you know it's, it's actually kind of i don't know if it's like a cultural thing but i mean i've been after going to evo for the past um 14 years <clears throat> and for those that i know uh, for those that aren't familiar evo is the longest running open largest fighting game tournament of the year yeah. and it might be a cultural thing it might just be a personality thing but like you can look at the photos of so many different evo winners at various uh, various games various years and like so many times they just don't look super excited it's actually it's a little different like you know when you look at like team like team-based games or sports or whatever when the team wins the championship the entire team goes crazy right but in fighting games for whatever reason lots of times the winner doesn't look like they just won the <laughs> you know the biggest competition of why the year. why do you think so my theory if it's not just like cultural but my other theory is that they expected to win because they knew that they had prepared more effectively than the rest of the field
0: but that's not realistic because you can't really predict the outcome of anything you know you never
1: really know once you get to a certain level you have a pretty good idea of like who your competition is
0: well if i know street fighter right um based off of what i know um there are so many situations you can be placed
1: in you're right but i'm talking about the individual players oh the right player base. so you're studying the players i'm saying that once you get to a certain level it's very unlikely that somebody is going to come completely out of nowhere and get to the highest 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 level like think about uh like for example Capcom cup this year right tokito versus Mena rd from the dominican republic mm-hmm. now even though Mena rd was a relative newcomer sure he didn't like just come out of nowhere like he was in every you know he had qualified he was in the top 32 right so it's not like people didn't know who he was he might have been like an underdog mm-hmm. maybe he hasn't been around very long but he didn't just like come yeah. out of nowhere that weekend right you know i think i think this is these are like
0: this is a this is a very unique environment because it's a niche game right and everybody that is very passionate and good at it right they're known people know them and it's it's like you're either really good and winning or you're not playing the game
1: you know well i mean there's it's a wide spectrum you know there's so many different levels you know you have people who are like obviously like the top of the top you know people who are like top 32 capcom cup top eight evo whatever Mm -hmm. and then you have like all the people who are like playing every week in their local scene right or every month and then you have people who are like just kind of like playing online and they're like man like how do i how do i get better or i'm like i'm playing online it feels like i'm the only one even though there's online opponents it feels like i'm the only one playing this game Uh uh-huh and then you have people who are like just starting out that are just like oh like i just watched this game on stream like i'm gonna buy it on steam like Yeah, yeah like what what do i do it's a it's a long process to get really good yeah i mean you know it's like with, with anything like you don't get to a um you didn't get to a 545 pound deadlift overnight you don't just no. walk up you don't just walk up and pick up a quarter of a ton off the ground yeah like that is a it's a it's a it's a process right you long know? consistent efforts placed in but you see the the feedback in the same way that you can see your progress in strength muscle and whatever right you can see a lot of that same progress within you know fighting games once you kind of have an idea what to look for sure that's kind of largely separate from like the binary win wins and losses
0: yeah well i mean like going back to what i was saying earlier is like what do you define as a win right um i i think like when when I think of winning, it's like, why does this make me happy? And, you know, I, I like to think of you know, there there's the results I see, right, in the gym, like that five hundred and forty five pound deadlift. Like that made That's me a win. that made me super happy. probably nobody saw that, right, in that moment, except for you, right? But you know, inside I was like, you know, this is fucking Christmas, right? And I take wins like that and I'm like i have no reason not to be um excited it's like i'm fucking making progress man yes and like and if i'm thinking about street fighter or anything it's like i uh pull off a successful round right i see that Mm -hmm. as a victory or you know i'm like on tilt and now i'm regaining footage right and i'm getting good again like getting somewhat back to where i am that's a win yeah right all these should be looked at wins i think like small things should be seen as wins Mm -hmm. and when you lose i don't think it should be end of the world it's like you you gotta retrace your steps and just keep taking those small wins because if those loses if those losses hurt you right then you're not going to keep making small wins and become ultimately
1: like yeah the best right it's right i'm, I'm reminded of a, uh, of a tony robbins quote it's not there's no failure only feedback right. so the game says you lost right well here's some feedback <laughs> on some things that you, you need, need to work, to work on. on right and that's how you just
0: bounce back it's like oh well, you know i still need to just i think we take losses so personally because
1: oh yeah dude tell me about that.
0: <laughs> like you know when i don't win a show right like i know like when i go in there like i'm the best condition i am like that's i did all the work i could do to be in the best place i could be to, and like i got i remember getting second place one year and i was just like fuck like i know i look better than the first place guy but you know like i I think when i started thinking like that i'm like this is kind of a toxic thought to have because what is it really doing for me like what is me like i've already lost right there's nothing i can do about that i already caught the l can we get a recount please yeah it's like show of hands (laughs) it's like spill it's like crying over spilled milk you know like it's like i lost okay and like what would me like being like oh fuck i looked way better than that other guy like that doesn't really do anything for me but you know what i can do is start working towards winning the next time or doing better you know overall and i think bodybuilding is so um interesting because i don't think you really ever lose progress unless you stop um so if you just keep going
1: i mean you're gonna get somewhere right yeah um but you know despite all sort of like mistakes or not being optimized with your nutrition nutrition, your workout your sleep whatever you'll still make
0: progress i mean i'll assume that you know your nutrition together and all that but yeah i mean you're gonna get somewhere if you keep at it um with you know good if you're if you're going forward with good thought you know well-placed intentions and everything so or a street fighter you need to be more like it is kind of an up and down sort of process because you're fighting yourself
1: ultimately you're fighting your own ability or inability to learn the ins and outs of the game effectively you're fighting the unpredictability or predictability of the opponent that either is sitting next to you or is just an anonymous name on the internet mm-hmm. and then you're fighting like let's say the uphill even or downhill battle of like the two characters on the screen right well so there's so many very different variables
0: so what was um what was like do any failures stand out in your mind that like like man this i'm gonna bounce back super hard like because i remember like i've had moments where i'm like like, failure actually motivated me. I was, like, f- like, I was super inspired and I was, like, okay, I'm gonna get my shit together and I'm gonna do everything I can to, um, improve and not make that mistake again.
1: Um. Hmm. Yeah, I <clears throat> guess, like, the biggest failure... Some of the biggest failures have been in the game, but those aren't the ones that like that like. Those aren't the ones that like stick out the most. Well, in general,
0: so in your life, um, if you feel comfortable sharing, like, was there a failure that you were like, okay, you know, there was something I didn't know, but it opened up this whole like. You know, perspective to things you need to work on, and actually, you know, it made you more interested in
1: what you were um, pursuing. Probably the most notable or memorable failure that comes to mind. um, I mean, I've lost so many like in game matches and so many different high pressure situations, but (laughs) the biggest, most notable failure is when a thousand years ago. It's a long time. We ran into an issue with Capcom, who makes, <clears throat> who makes Street Fighter, who had grown increasingly unhappy <clears throat> with us mm. about the tra- <clears throat> the the training videos that we were selling. Okay, you were selling training videos, and you know, to Capcom, like, you know, to like help people like get right. better at yeah, good
0: at the game that the they game. made.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, and you know. We weren't we didn't have permission we didn't have a license we didn't have anything because what do we know We don't know anything and the climate back then in like 2012 or 2011 i don't know 2012 20, early 2013 was wildly different of the game Of the, let's say, competitive gaming, esports, fighting game community, Capcom landscape. Mm -hmm. It was all different. Yeah. Um, You know, things weren't as well developed. I mean, even the idea of selling digital content wasn't as far along, like, four years ago. Right. It's still fresh. And it's kind of like the
0: Wild West, right? People are just figuring shit out. YouTube we, were, was, we figured it out.
1: I mean, you did. But, yeah. but they they were... They were playing catch-up. <clears throat> they were not happy. Yeah, I think
0: YouTube was in a sort of underdeveloped space. Um, and training videos weren't really a thing back then. So they are like, the no, fuck but, is this?
1: Well, not quite. It's like, right now, nobody really cares... Or I mean, in twenty seventeen, nobody really cares about like <clears throat> putting videos on YouTube. Right. Back then, that was like somewhat of an issue, but it, it sure. wasn't. It wasn't YouTube that was the problem, because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like companies just kind of accept like, oh, people like. I, I either they accept that people can make money on YouTube or they don't realize that people can make money on youtube right so but the thing was like we couldn't monetize well on youtube anyways yeah or at least nowhere near as well as we could through like selling um you know training videos sure so <clears throat> like they sent us season assists obviously the entire team freaks out as you would yeah, I mean if I were in trouble if you haven't if you haven't gotten a cease and desist you haven't been in business long enough <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a rite of passage actually I wish I could I think in retrospect I'm gonna dig up my email you should have framed it, it dude put it on the fridge I feel like I could next blow to your milk it. and cookies I feel like I could blow it up and like frame it put it on a wall somewhere here as a constant reminder or you could shred it and then put it in the frame and then <laughs> well, you're anyways. like fuck that <laughs> anyways obviously like you know we were we were young and retarded and now we're old and retarded so it's different not but, much has changed yeah exactly nothing has changed but what right. ended up happening was it created a situation where <clears throat> I didn't want to be on camera and do anything related to like fighting games anymore yeah because in our minds, we are like, oh, well, we're, <clears throat> we're doing our part to build the community because in our minds, the more players that are competent, the larger the scene is. And the bigger the scene is, the more people that are watching and the more people that are watching means the more people are going to advance and the more people are going to advance, the more money there is in this. And the more money in, there is in this whole thing, the more people can make a living off of it. And that, and, you know, Rising Tide raises all ships. Yeah. But anyways, I took a different approach and was like, oh, I don't want to do any of this until we get this resolved.
0: Figure it out, yeah. How did you you resolve it?
1: We actually went, um... How did we resolve it? We went through different avenues. I mean... Um, we had some help from Ultra David who was very generous with his time and efforts to prepare um, like a legal rebuttal that was part of it Um, Mm -hmm. we had some contacts at Twitch that helped us to resolve basically we were like three degrees of separation or two or three degrees of separation between people at Capcom that could like You know, hear us out. Sure. And so, based on our contacts at Twitch, who had long standing prior relationships with some key people at Capcom, Mm -hmm. we were able to resolve the situation amicably. So, you
0: pulled all the strings
1: you could to make peace. It took. I don't know, It took six months Nine months I don't know Wow Yeah So it was, was a very long process What was the um? What was the
0: Office like Like what kind of content Were you guys producing Were you guys even producing content Or
1: was it just So At that point Like I felt As though It was Over Over for me Until this shit got resolved Right So At that point, like, Mike had basically, like, taken... Your co-host. Yeah. My co-host, Mike. My brother, my partner in crime. Really good guy. He, he, um, took over hosting, like, our shows. So I was still, like, running things involved on the back end. I just did not want to be on camera. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it was very personally upsetting you felt like you
0: were involved in something that you know could that potentially didn't... put you
1: in a bad place well yeah i mean like legally financially right. yeah it could it it could have gotten really ugly mm mm-hmm. what ended up happening was that i decided to <clears throat> pursue music in instead. That's interesting. And that led me to meeting a lot of like really key people in my life now, actually. Wow. Yeah. Because in the this is gonna sound stupid, but like and I'm sure there's it plenty probably of is. that I'm sure there are plenty of <laughs> people that disagree. But like I saw an opportunity in doing like convent like anime and gaming convention after parties sure and djing that makes sense because i've been
0: to a few after parties they're lit you know
1: people yeah. go it's well fun. back in like 2013 like it they were not lit no it wasn't really a thing make it a thing that's what i did oh yeah i'm not yeah and oh yeah yeah i mean like i don't know i it just it was fun seemed like the right thing to do and so i did that like you know i played here in l.a vancouver st martin back to back to l.a new year's eve blah 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 but the thing was that i met through pursuing that i met a lot of really key people that are you know that i'm like that are like really high up there in in my life right you know people that i work with now on my team people that i look to for advice uh, um and a lot of connections that have withstood the test of time that i actually don't think i would have like for example like my uh, my homie ari who runs uh, a company called maestro um you can look it up maestro.io um i met him because we were like his company and mine were like working on this party here in downtown L.A. Um, like a monthly base party. And so his, his company was, was, part of, was responsible for promoting and booking talent. Right. And we were in charge of doing the stream. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like months later through one of the guys that worked for him that I actually got to meet him. Mm-hmm. And then he showed me what is now the Maestro platform, but back then didn't even have a name. Right. Still an alpha. This is like a long time ago. Now, you know, he he's been like somebody that I go to for, you know, help with business and advice when it comes to like resolving issues and seeing the bigger picture. And he was also the guy that like twisted my arm into bring my ass to Burning Man <laughs> last year. Was that a good time? Um yeah, I mean good time doesn't doesn't really begin to describe it but it changed the way that i look at the world gave you perspective it restored a lot of faith <clears throat> in humanity yeah but yeah so like in the process of resolving this i got to meet all these like amazing people along the way that they've there's, i don't know that i would have been able to build those you relationships. think it was because
0: you were uh vulnerable um in that place you were and you were more receptive to um you know stuff that was around you because you were doing something new no it's
1: that it's that i was forced to take a different path for a while yeah and because of that and because of my expertise in audio production yeah. Audio production. I was able to like establish myself as somebody who had like high value in an area or an industry that at the time didn't have that. Mm-hmm. If like, you go onto the cross counter channel and you like sort by oldest or newest to oldest or whatever, and you look back to like June twenty twelve or twenty thirteen or whatever it was. Right. Like you see a lot of the stuff from that era and we were streaming this shit live (coughs) from a club here in downtown la and everybody on the channel like they hated it Mm. like this is fucking bullshit fuck goutet fuck all this shit right but to this day i look back on that work and i'm really proud of it because of how long ago it was even now streaming music or live shows or whatever is maybe the standard for like really large festivals it's not the standard for like small shows at a club right and it will be over time whatever <clears throat> like a couple of years i mean you know facebook live whatever this should change this whatever but we were doing this five years ago before it was popular and even when i look at it now like when i look at a lot of the streams that go on in in you know music specifically i am like dude, like fucking amateur hour <laughs> because right they don't have the experience that like I don't know FGC gaming esports has kind of like taught us
0: like, yeah they've been around for a while now everybody's playing catch up because they're applying
1: it to other exactly other things and now. people don't know anything about like you, you have like this technical hurdle like a production technical right. hurdle right like oh like how do we stream like you know like what I like Remember, we had the conversation earlier, or yesterday, or whatever the fuck, about how we talked about workflow, and we were like, okay, like, what about like streaming? How would you even do it? And then we we talked about. It. I'm like, right. oh, duh. Well, okay, so we're gonna install XSplit, and we're gonna stream to to Facebook, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna do the local recording, sure. and then you're gonna strip out the audio from the video. Yeah. Easy.
0: All and here it, was. it was, and they here we are. Scream. And yeah. here we are. Yeah.
1: Why? Because. There are usually these minor technical hurdles right. that stop people from. Do you think
0: there are resources out there for um, people to go through so they can
1: um, overcome these small hurdles? Yes, like, but the problem is that people aren't looking for them. It's more like I feel like now I have a responsibility to create a lot of that those resources because, like. I mean you saw even though like your your dead laptop is slow like, yeah it was shit. still like like I still set it up like really right. fast pretty quickly yeah. it took like 15 minutes yeah like it actually took longer to like get the camera place and the lighting and like position these chairs right than did to actually set up X log yeah. in to Facebook and go live It took us longer to figure out the privacy settings on on your Facebook profile than it did to actually. Always those small things. Yeah, and so now it's like, well, maybe I have this responsibility to help people figure it out. You know, now there's no going back,
0: right? For you now, I have to do this. This is a new standard.
1: Yeah, exactly. We just raised the bar.
0: Raise the bar new on the cast. Yeah, exactly. New production, production PR. PR. Yeah. Now you guys have to expect
1: a live episode every week. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. The problem is now you're gonna feel like oh shit, like what day, what time, <laughs> and then you're gonna get um, oh yeah, four in stuck, the morning.
0: Every yeah, week. you're like yeah, you're like no, stuck yeah. in the
1: streaming rat race, bro. Tell me about it.
0: I think um my issue might be like topics like you know we kinda just talked about competition for a bit and then shifted into producing failure. content failure. <laughs> Talk about how failure turned Gutex into the multi um multidisciplinary. Yeah. All all purpose um media horseman. That's right.
1: Oh yeah. Media what a nice <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Medium, what a what a. Horseman. You can take it.
0: You were you were thinking about getting a tattoo, right? Media yeah. horseman. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get a tattoo on my fist that say "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck you. <laughs> um, anyways, I mean, I think I was gonna say this earlier. Like, I think if you roll with the punches. um a lot of things just kind of pan out. You know, like like you said, you got a cease and desist, right? And then from there, you explored something else. And it turned out to actually benefit you greatly. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think... So, but like, how do we do that all the time now? Like, you don't have to fail to really find...
1: Um, you definitely learn more in failure than you, you do, do in success. You but especially, if you like prevent super...
0: failure and just seek optimal optimalness you know i I mean and I do that by just asking people questions, and that way you know you don't you could save yourself a little I mean you're gonna fail, right, but you can learn exponentially fail. faster if you just you know use your resources.
1: Yeah. And resources are everywhere. Definitely. I mean, there's an infinite number of ways to fail, but there's also like a finite right. number of like solutions to failure right. or like, um, documentation of failure like this one, right? Like the laptop.
0: I mean, but that, that's totally fixable. I mean, I'm not, I don't see the failure. I see the, um, the fact that I can just make more shit later. Like I, I, can just make keep making content it's not really a problem. Um but what I'm saying is like I'm not saying you can totally get rid of failure, but you can grow faster if you try, you know. Yeah. If you use your resources, right? So um anyways, it is like 4:30 in the morning.
1: It's late o'clock.
0: It is it is pretty late. Um we Head on over to zerfit.com slash podcast. Um, future episodes are coming soon. Gutex is going to be in a few more this week. Um, you spell that Z U U R F I T dot com slash podcast. And um, on the same website, you can find my ebook on uh, personal training where um, it goes pretty in depth with nutrition, um, training programs, and it pretty much gives you the training wheels and, you know, pushes you beyond them in order to succeed in the gym and see some pretty darn good results. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Feel yeah. Yeah. that.
1: You see, this this guy's wearing this long sleeve black shirt. You can't see anything. Yeah, sometimes I don't like to, um, just show, show off, you know.
0: Um... And also, I've got three levels of programs. We got the Zerfit level one program, the Zer level two, and level three. And um, they are named accordingly. Uh, level one is beginner, level two is intermediate, and level three is advanced. Um, I recommend the intermediate personally because I'm For pretty a... much going to go back to that myself because it is almost timeless.
1: Um, what? Yeah, but like, why? How? What about people who haven't been... What about people who didn't pick up 545 pounds from the floor today? Should they be starting with the intermediate? I mean, if you
0: have pretty decent um, experience in the gym, and if you have... If you know how to bench, if you know how to squat, if you know how to do all these things,
1: intermediate is the way to go. Can I just tell you that I thought for the longest time that I was making content for like beginner level street fighter players yeah for the longest time right and it was only up until recently that i realized that it was more like intermediate stuff yeah so you may be overestimating the level of proficiency or competency or fitness of the audience well in
0: my eyes um a program works if you stick to it, and um, I I had a podcast a couple weeks ago with my friend Dimitri, and we were talking about um, pro- programming for beginners, mm. and um, I'm doing the small off, and what he recommended beginners to do is the exact same program I'm doing right now. Hmm. So, and that was a very interesting take on it. Um, I. I don't think he's wrong, but I don't think he's, like, 100% right. Um, I think it's like a slider, right? So you can, you can utilize – so the intermediate program has a certain uh, periodized, periodization, right? So it's like – Based on what, percentages? or Yeah, based on percentages, how you improve. Now, that is the, um, that is the, the crux, the soul of the program is all of that right and everything else on that can be either reduced or um you know increased based on your your level of fitness and that's you know volume like how much volume can you handle so
1: i think you need a level zero what do you mean have you even looked at them uh you, yeah, I looked at the I looked at the uh the ebook that you sent me. Okay. Yeah. Did you look at the programs? Yeah.